Hi, this is The Rocket Recovery. And this is Josh Bond. And this is Angie Meadows. And we're on Lesson 11, Steadfast versus Faint Heartedness. And faint hearted mean just giving up too soon. And uh, this is in the Spirit and Soul Disconnect book. Kick us off, Josh. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm, steadfast, let nothing move you. First mm. Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. So what would it look like for nothing to move me? Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I'm not there yet. Yeah. I'm not yeah. there yet. <laughs> Things move me. Yes. And I got to wrestle. I got to wrestle. But I know when I'm moved and I know when I'm unbalanced and I know that I've got work to do. And I do the work until, I mean, it may take me a couple of days, but I will wrestle it until I've found my balance, until I've found all good solid ground beneath my feet because i don't like that fussy irritable self-pity anxious feeling all right so introduction steadfast is to be fixed firm steady and unmovable stand fast in the liberty wherewith christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage galatians 5 1 you know you are entangled if you were once running well but are now hindered from doing what is right in galatians 5 7 so i had this verse uh tacked up on my wall over my sink where i was doing dishes all on and off all day and i remember asking the lord what am i going to do do i need to send him money do i need to bail him out of jail what, what you know I, there was all these things going on and all this suffocating anxiety in my heart and i looked up at that scripture stand fast in the liberty wherewith christ has made you free do not be entangled again in that yoke of bondage and i'm like all right i got this and immediately i had peace and I knew that he needed to go and he needed to sit. And it was his problem and not mine. Yes. <laughs> so if you're an enabler, you know, stand fast in that liberty and let others wrestle those problems so that they could not get there again. Okay. If you keep returning to the same dysfunctional people and places, you have not found your path to freedom. If you let others entangle you with confusion and accusations and destroy your self-worth and value, you have returned to beggarly elements of bondage. Oh, that's Galatians 4, 9. As a people of God, we have a command to live free from fear and faint-heartedness. So hear, O Israel, today you are going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. Do not panic or be terrified by them. Deuteronomy 20, verse 3. So one time I heard the Lord say, don't be afraid of their faces. And I thought, ha! I ain't afraid of nobody. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, oh, yeah, I am afraid of that one person in my <laughs> life. <laughs> one family member, they call and rail me and threat me and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I won't be afraid of their faces, Lord. And within an hour, that person calls me and is trying to give me their problem. And you know what? Because God had given me that verse, I was able to push back. Yes. I was able to not lose my peace. It was so cool. <laughs> okay, keep going to the next one. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. <laughs> Isaiah 35, 4. Look at that. Look at that. He did it. Yes. Be strong. Do not fear. That's what I did. I decided to exercise some strength and not to fear and to understand that God's on the way. <laughs> okay, next one. Be not afraid of whom you are afraid. Be not afraid of him, says the Lord, for I am with you to save you and deliver you from his hand. Jeremiah 42, 11. Fear not, for I am with you. Isaiah 43, 5. 
So I want you to understand that there are multiple hundreds of verses in the Bible that says, do not fear, do not fear, do not be afraid, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. <laughs> That's a command. <laughs> That's not a suggestion. Yes. <laughs> so I want you to wrestle those fears. Wrestle those fears, pin them to the ground and say, I will trust God. God, if you give me the grace to trust you, I will trust you. So here's the lesson. A relationship that is consumed with mental torment is bondage. Mm, say, read that again. A relationship that is consumed with mental torment is bondage. Wow. I'm a slow learner because it can take me years of mental torment before <laughs> I realize God's hand is off my off a relationship. So when I am consumed with fixing a broken relationship, I am in idolatry. The relationship has become more important to me than my sanity and serenity. I am stuck in a rela rash relational, relational? dependency. Mm -hmm. When I am depending upon the other person to approve, validate, affirm, and nurture me, I have given them way too much power. It is easy to do this if the relationship was once healthy. The mind tends to want to pull the past into the present. It's difficult to believe. The relationship has changed and admit that it is broken and toxic. Yeah, so sometimes things were good, and now they're not. But my identity was in whether or not that relationship was good. And, man, I, I, I had that happen to me, and I had to work long and hard uh, with some emotional healing to be able to understand that I, I was okay with me. I'd lost my identity in the relationship, trying to push and trying to pull and trying to uh, convince the person that they were sick and they needed to do some work. And I had to give up and work on me. I couldn't fix them. So let's identify our bondage, um, the things that cause us bondage. Are there others who zealously come after you, but not for good? Do they want you zealous for them to serve and obey them? Do they control and manipulate you? Who has dominion over you, over your thought life? Mm -hmm. Who Whose words are in your head? Didn't Jesus Christ come to set you free? Who or what has you in bondage? Wow. Wow. So who has dominion over your thought life? So if you're beating yourself up and you're talking negative words to yourself, I want you to say, whose words are those? And is it somebody from your past? Maybe a, a parent, maybe a, a teacher, maybe a, a past a relationship where that person tormented you. And now those thoughts are stuck in your head. And I need you to pull those up and renounce them and change them. I need you to rewrite that story so that it turns out with a happy ending. Okay. If I think about it, it is the mouth of the wicked that arrests my strides in life and invoked a character of fear, which exposes my faint-heartedness. The promise is you shall hide them in the secret of your presence. From the pride of man, you shall keep them secretly in the pavilion from the strife of tongues, Psalms 31:20. So if I know, Josh, that I'm going into a volatile situation— and I'm going to be in the presence of arrogant people. I ask the Lord to shut their mouths. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, hide me while it's all going on, while all that confusion's going on. Hide me beneath your wings. Protect mm -hmm. me. And there's this deep inner peace that I'll have when I'm prepared when I walk in there. And if I don't prepare myself, then when I walk out, I carry it with me. Yes. Does that make sense? So yes. let's look at the evidences of faint-heartedness. Woe is me. <laughs> Woe is me. <laughs> it always happens. It never changes. That's my whiny girl. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> what will ever become of us? Oh, no. How are we going to pay this? Mm -hmm. Where will we work? Where will we live? Why are they threatening 
no, why are they treating us this way? Mm-hmm. What can one person ever do to change this situation? I am powerless. I am helpless. Television news captures our attention with fearful drama. Mm-hmm. Constant impending disasters loom over us. Mm-hmm. Rehearsing past negative events keep us stuck. Mm-hmm. So these thoughts and feelings all play on my mind and materialize in fears for the future. And then my days are consumed with stress and anxiety. And these thought patterns are indicative of long-term dysfunction and have caused trauma and need healing. So these sounded like I was a victim. Yes. Sounded like I was faint-hearted. Yes. It didn't sound like that I was a soldier dressed for battle in the armor of God. It sounded like I was allowing my fears and my anxieties to drag me into captivity. So I don't want you to do that. Instead, I want you to build a steadfast courage. Now, when the Lord broke down my little fearful girl and said, I want you to be strong and courageous, I said, Lord, I don't know how to have courage. It's bigger than me. And so I would just try to muster it up. I mean, I'm four foot 11. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to muster it up. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be cra- Well, I couldn't even think of a thing to say. I was just fearful. I'd be stuck in my stomach ache for days. And mm-hmm. I'm like, God, I need your courage. Yes. So then I took the few scriptures in the Bible on courage and I prayed for his courage. And you know, Josh, when that supernatural courage came on me, it was pretty cool. Because <laughs> yes. now I'm not afraid. Yes. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm bigger than a giant inside. <laughs> so number one. Do not let your heart be faint. These are commands. Keep going. Number two. Do not tremble. Number three. Do not be terrified. These are commands from God. Keep going. God goes with you. Keep going. God will fight for you against your enemies. These sound like promises. Yes. Number six. God saves you. Number seven. Encourage the others who have fearful hearts. Number eight. Say, be strong. Fear not. Number nine. God will come and save us. Number ten. Do not be afraid. Eleven. The Lord is with us to save us. Twelve. He will deliver us. Thirteen. Be not afraid. Only believe. Mark 5, 36. My friend, even if you are in the valley of the shadow of death, in Psalms 23, 4, take heart, have courage. The Lord is with you. Only believe. Even in through that valley of the shadow of death, you know, I have taken care of patients for years. And the ones that have the Lord, they can be on their dying breaths, and they are singing. Yes. And they're wanting to know if I'm saved. Are you walking to the, with the Lord? Did you go to church this week? Are uh-huh. you in your Bible? They're singing. And then you go to the room of the person that's dying that's not saved, and they're not. They're mourning. They're, no, they're angry. They're fighting. Angry? Okay. Yeah, sometimes they even see fire on the wall, and they're screaming. Yeah, wow. it's, it's crazy. But when you work a cancer unit, you're going to see all kinds of yeah. end-of-life stuff. And um, the ones that are saved, the ones that know the Lord, the ones that have practiced that steadfastness, the ones that have shored up their heart with courage and aren't faint-hearted and trembling and terrified, but know that God's with them, that God's there to save them, and that they can believe that no matter what's going on, God's going to make it turn it to good. So the exercise is here. I want you to decide who and what has entangled you and robbed you of your steady, steadfast, courageous self, because that's who God intended you to be. So what's the application? Healthy thinking patterns can be practiced. Indulgence of a fearful mindset needs to be broken. What would it look like if you were free to worship, 
without a head full of drama and a heart full of suffering. Mm, a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Proverbs twenty two three. Sometimes I just need to hide. There mm. it is. I don't need to confront it. I see it coming. I just need to get out of the way. <laughs> Sometimes it is needful to remove yourself as far as possible from those who are zealous to control you mm. until you are emotionally free from manipulation and can enforce stable boundaries so what i found is if i get out of their crosshairs uh they attack each other yeah yes. <laughs> but i'm not in the middle of it <laughs> yes. but if i come in and try to fix manage and control and say now you guys straighten up and that's not fair and you know you should yeah i'm in the crosshairs and yeah. now i both I'm, of them. I'm the problem yes <laughs> so the principle here is relationships with mental torment are bondage, bondage. so just get out of the way just get out of the way. Realize that if there's mental torment, you're you're not in the right relationship. Just just back up until things become clear. So I have, I know that I have hung on to relationships too long. If I wake up at night anxious and tormented, if I lay awake trying to rationalize with an unreasonable person in my head, this relationship is toxic. So sometimes we must let go to save ourselves. This may be a hard decision. It takes great courage to release a loved one's into the hands of God and to allow the Lord to determine the outcome. It takes great courage to step out into the unknown and claim your future. So pray us out of here, Josh. Lord, give me a steadfast heart to trust and follow you with my whole heart. Help me to believe that you love me even when all have betrayed me and turned their back on me. Give me courage and steady in me in any storm. Speak peace to my heart that I might have eyes to see and ears to hear what you are teaching me. Hide me from wickedness and angry, bitter tongues. Mm -hmm. Be my God and let me hide myself in you. Amen. So if you're broken inside, if you feel betrayed and unloved and unsteady, I want you to yield that to the Lord and just say, Lord, the only way I'm going to find this courage and this strength and this steadfastness is if I'm in you. So help me to walk in you. And this is Angie Meadows. And this is Josh Bond. And this was The Rock of Recovery, and we'll see you next time.